Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. Okay, moving right along, I'm going to try to be um, as quick as I can can move in this, but um, I'm excited. We're going to set in uh, three new deacon couples. Um, We're just going to select three random couples right now and call you forward and do that. So who's ready? As I've been praying and thinking about this moment, I have more than anything, I have felt the, the Lord's jealousy and his passion for the office of deacon. That I would say generally speaking in the church, when you look at the office of a deacon, um, it, I would say there's a low, poor view of that. For the most part, we are so easily enamored with the fivefold ministry. And then we look at deacons as if it's some small, little, minor thing in the church. And if I'm being honest with you, there are many people who have a fivefold ministry gift, and they wouldn't even qualify for the high calling of a deacon. I want to say it again. There are those in the body of Christ who have a, quote, five-fold call ministry on their life, and they would not qualify for the high calling of a deacon. And so this view that whatever you're thinking in your mind of a deacon, oh, they just serve and that's it. They maybe give a little advice uh, to the elders, or they maybe just cut the grass here and there, or, or maybe your experience with, with deacons is that they control the church and they hire and fire pastors, or you know, whatever your perspective is. I want to I maybe charge us this morning to have a biblical perspective of the office of a deacon. Question for you, though, to start us out. Who in the New Testament is the greatest example of a deacon? Think about it. Who? Who in the New Testament is our greatest example of a deacon? I want to tell you it is Jesus Christ himself. So if you have a low view of a deacon, you have a low view of Jesus Christ. Matthew 20, he says, whoever desires to be great among you, he must become your servant. That word servant is deacon. And Jesus goes on to say, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. He came to do the work of a deacon. Romans 15, 8 says, Paul says, now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant. That word is deacon in the Greek, diakonos. He came as a servant. He came as an attendant. He came as a minister. A Bible scholar, Kevin Connor, said, Jesus Christ, as the head of the church, gave us the supreme example of deaconship. This was because he had the spirit and attitude of a servant. Christ is the deacon, the servant one amongst us. He came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and give his life as a ransom for many. He came to serve and act as a deacon. The ministry of a deacon is Christ reliving his life in ministry in and through the members of the body. This is a high calling in the Lord's eyes. He doesn't pass this out to whomever wants it. You know, there's a difference between the office and the ministry. 
right? All of us, we have a ministry. We all minister, we serve, we do different types of things. You can be a brand new believer and begin to minister. But when it comes to eldership, when it comes to deaconship, there's an office for that because there are requirements for it. And if you don't meet the requirements of it, you can't be that. So I want to real quickly, and like I said, I feel, I feel the Father's heart, that he is restoring true, a correct view of authority in his church. That if you look at the model of ministry that we have here at Heart of the Father, which we believe is New Testament, is biblical, elders and deacons and the fivefold ministry working together, but I think it maybe gets under my crawl and maybe the Lord's crawl when this view of deacons is, is very low and poor. So I want to give you five descriptions, if you're taking notes, real quick, of a New Testament deacon. Okay? New Testament. Not what you think or not what the American culture says. The American church says about a deacon. Five descriptions. Okay? There are going to be a lot more than I'm probably going to miss, but I want to hit just a few of these to help us out this morning. And if you want to go ahead and turn to 1 Timothy 3, you can um, open up there and just hang on for a moment. So the first description of a New Testament deacon, number one, deacons are servant leaders. Okay, deacons don't just serve, they do that. They serve, it's more than that. They lead by their service. They're considered leaders because they serve and they serve well. They are examples that you can follow in this body. If you're looking for someone to follow and to be like and to model your life after, I would gladly, without hesitation, call forth forth all the deacons and say, look at them, be like them. They carry the servant heart of Jesus. Deacons help expand the ministry of the local church. They help expand the kingdom of God through their service. So deacons are servant leaders. They lead by their service. Number two, deacons possess spiritual gifts. Ta-da! You might think, well, I know that, but I want to look real quickly. Let's look at Acts chapter 6. You don't have to go there. I'm going to read some of this, but in Acts chapter 6, there's an issue in the church the feeding of the poor, they're overwhelmed. So the apostles say, hey, let's find seven men full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom and let's set them in place. And there's this man named Stephen. I want to read what the Bible says, what the Father thinks about this man Stephen. And it says this, it says the 12, said to them, therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. And they chose Stephen, it goes on to say, along with six others, but Stephen, it says this specifically, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. And it goes on to say, Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. So this man, Stephen, a deacon, you can argue four spiritual gifts operating in his life. The gift of faith, the gift of power or miracles, the gift of wisdom, the gift of serving. 
So if you think Stephen just showed up and just cut the grass in the first century church, no, no, he did more than that. This man was full of the Holy Ghost. So when you think about deacons in the church, you're thinking about spiritual power, spiritual gifts flowing in and out of their lives. But what's, honestly, what's sad is we mostly don't think that. We just think they are good advisees to the elders or they just, you know, have board meetings and that's it. In the New Testament, in the book of Acts, these deacons were the real deal. Stephen is our one example of that. Number three, the third description about a deacon, some deacons, not all, some deacons have been gifted with a five-fold ministry gift. So this idea that you can be called to the five-fold ministry, but you, you know, you're, you're too good to be a deacon, that's not okay. We can look at the life of Philip. Philip was the second deacon selected in Acts 6. And if you read about his life, you go on to Acts chapter 8, here's what it says about Philip. It says, then Philip, right, he's just a deacon, he went down to the city of Samaria and he preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles. Oh, there's another gift. Which he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed. And many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Oh, gift of healing. And there was great joy in that city. It goes on to say another story about Philip. Philip, he meets, uh, he meets the Ethiopian man in the chariot. Right? The angel of the Lord tells him, go to that chariot, overtake this man, this Ethiopian man, preach the gospel to him. He preaches the gospel to him, and it goes on to say, next, somehow he gets transported. They found him at Ashdod, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Later on in Philip's life, in chapter 21, all the disciples... They go, it says they go to the house of Philip, the evangelist, who was one of the seven. So Philip, a deacon in the church, carried a five-fold ministry gift. Number four, deacons are qualified, proven leaders in the church. I know in my generation and in the younger generation, everyone's a leader, right? You can go take an e-course or you can take a, you know, whatever court leadership, what's, the, what's the, one, the master's class and you can be the best leader out there, right? I encourage you to go for it. That's great. But can I tell you, just because you take that or you say you're a leader, it doesn't mean you're a proven leader. It doesn't mean you're a qualified leader. There's a big difference between the two. Tell me your qualifications. Show me that you're proven. I'm all for leadership. I'm all for talking about it. But it's really different when there's a proven track record in your life. So let's look at 1 Timothy 3. If you're new here and you're wondering, well, what what, what is this whole deacon thing about? Where is it in the Bible? 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8 says, Likewise, deacons must be reverent not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience, but let these also first be tested. In other words, they shouldn't be a novice in the faith. 
then let them serve as deacons, being found blameless. Likewise, their wives must be reverent, not slanderers, temperate, faithful in all things. Let deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their house, their own house as well. For those who have served well as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. So deacons, their character has to be approved or meet certain qualifications. Their spiritual life has to be approved or meet certain qualifications. Their home life has to be approved and meet certain qualifications. Paul says about his own ministry that he was approved to be entrusted with the gospel. When you look at deacons in this body, you can know they've been approved to be, to be entrusted with something. The fifth thing about deacons, and the last description I have, deacons are carriers of the keys of the kingdom in the church. And this here, this last point has everything to do with the four previous points, right? Matthew 16, Jesus gave us keys to the kingdom, right? To bind, to loose, to do all of those things. That is for every believer. That's for you, whether you have a title or a position of a deacon or not. It's for every believer. But there's something to be said about those who have been tested, who have qualified with their character, with their spiritual life and with their home life. There's just something different about that. So, just to reiterate, deacons are servant leaders. Deacons possess spiritual gifts. Some deacons have been gifted with the five-fold ministry. Deacons are qualified, proven leaders in the church. And deacons are carriers, the keys of the kingdom in the church. I believe if you search the New Testament and you read and you ask the Lord to speak to you about deacons, you will find the very same thing. And so I just want to, I feel like it was my, part of my goal this morning to, is to raise your view of deacons in the church. Now, no, none of the deacons, you know, paid me or asked me to say these things. I don't believe our deacons are insecure or need affirmation or, you know, are just struggling and all that stuff. But there's just something about, especially in the culture we live in, where there's a dishonor and a disrespect for authority. Where everyone is doing whatever they want to do. And I'm just looking around, well, who in here is a qualified? Who in here has been tested? I mean, we all assume and believe, we say we are. But there's something about the office of a deacon that the Lord Jesus loves. He highly esteems and values this position. So, with that being said, I'm going to call up the first couple. You guys got any guesses? (laughs) I would like to call up uh, Mac and Kaylin Fowler. Mac and Kaylin have been come. 
Mac and Kaylin have been serving faithfully with the kids' ministry. Um, I don't know if I said this, but the deacons were calling forward. They already have been doing the work of a deacon. They're not like, oh, wait, oh, guess I'll, I'll start doing it now. No, no. When we look for deacons in the church, we're like, okay, who, who in here is already doing it? In other words, they're not hungry or thirsty for a title. Their heart, their heart is in serving the Lord. So Mac and Kaylin have displayed that. They've demonstrated that. And as an eldership team, we approve them. We affirm them. They meet the qualifications of a deacon couple. Next up. We got Tim and JL Shanahan. Once again, Tim and Jay, they serve already as is. You guys come sit right here. Right there. They serve as deacons. They carry the heart of Jesus, and so as an eldership team, we approve them, we affirm them, they meet the qualifications. And then last but not least, drum roll, we got Flip and Janet Penny. Come on this side over here, guys. The same thing is, very, is true for Flip and Janet. They carry the heart of a deacon. They carry the heart of Jesus. They have already been serving. They aren't going to start something new because they're going to do what they've always been doing. And so we honor them. We affirm them. We say that they're qualified. There's something about, I want to say this. I want to say this publicly. There's something about in the Lord Jesus' eyes when the leadership of the church publicly affirms and declares someone to be qualified. That there is real spiritual power and spiritual authority that the Lord releases to his church. So, we have a gift for them. Dave, you want to go ahead and bring that up and... This is something that we, we give. Now, Mac, he's ready to, he's ready to cook something. Now, I will say, Kaylin, she's a bomb. She makes some killer desserts. Ain't going to lie to you. Okay, we don't need deacon wars about who's going to serve. But I want to share something that we, in this packet I have in my hand, this is something that we have read with all of our deacons, and we do this every single year. So I want to let you guys in on something that we communicate to all of the deacons. It's about the authority of deacons. And we say this, as deacons, you have been delegated spiritual authority from the Lord Jesus through the eldership team. We believe you have been called to help serve 
and disciple the people that are within your reach. As a deacon, you have been commissioned to lead and serve to the best of your ability in your ministry, your realm of influence. You have been empowered to make decisions in the ministry you're leading in order to further the vision of the church, serve the people, expand God's kingdom, and represent God's word and heart. You are part of this team because we love, trust, and believe in you. We believe that you possess the skills, grace, and character to make wise, God-honoring decisions. As an eldership team, we trust you. To me, that's weighty. I will say, I love all of you. But if I'm being honest, I don't know if I trust everyone the same. But as an eldership team, we're declaring and saying publicly that we trust. We don't only, not only love, we trust the deacons in this church. And if you go to them, we believe you will get the best counsel, you'll get the best wisdom, you'll get the best whatever they got to give. So, can you guys stay on this line right here? If I can have the rest of the deacons come forward, and the elders and the wives. If the, if the other deacons can stand behind them. We're going to take just a few moments to pray. All right, Father, we thank you for Flip and Janet Penny. We declare your name over them, the name of Jesus. And Lord, by the authority that you have given to the eldership team, we set them in the office of a deacon. We impart spiritual power and authority to them that they would strengthen this body, that they would expand your kingdom, that they would do your will, they would do your bidding. God, would you enlarge their heart for this people? Would you enlarge their heart for your kingdom? And God, would you cause them to run? Would you cause them to fly? Would you cause them to flourish, O oh Lord? And we bless them and we affirm them in Jesus' name. Yes. And I believe that the Lord says over you that you are pillars. You have demonstrated that, that you have served without ambition or without the need for recognition. And the Lord has seen that in you. And it's a beautiful thing to him. It's a beautiful heart that you have. And the Lord honors you. And we say thank you for being stable, for being reliable for being consistent. Thank you. That helps the whole body to be consistent and stable and reliable, that you are ones who can be leaned upon. And people have leaned upon you a lot, and that's good. It's probably going to increase now. Um, and Janet, I feel like there's a stirring, there's a new season of stirring inside of you of the Holy Spirit and even spiritual gifts coming. I, I see like flames popping up. You know how fires sometimes flare up? And I, I feel like that that's a season for you. New fire and new flames 
you're far from done. There's, there's, yes. just, there's just new things now. I feel like the Lord says there's going to be, yeah. there's going to be truly new fire that is going to ignite things in other, others as yeah. well. So thank you, Lord. Yeah, and I would agree with Barry. I feel like there's another level of an anointing that's coming to both of you. Um, it will come in wisdom, in spiritual things, but also in practical things. I think that it will come in encouragement. I know you've encouraged people in the past, but this was something different. This is an, an increase. And so, Father, today we say, be it so, yes. be it so. I pray that they would receive that from you and that they would walk in it. New authority, confidence in you, being willing vessels. We pray these things in Jesus' yeah. name. Well, Flip, I feel like, too, you're going to step into another realm of authority. That the Lord has given you wisdom. He's given you counsel. And so we just call forth that wisdom. We call forth that counsel. And we just call you forth to step into the authority of Jesus. And Janet, there's something about you. I just see that you're going to begin to fly and soar at new level and new heights. Like an eagle just rising up higher and higher. Lord, we thank you for the prophetic gift in her, Lord. We pray that it would be released into this body in a greater measure. That she would, she would begin to see clearly. I pray for clear, in, clear insight and clear sight. Lord, we thank you for Tim and JL. Lord, we publicly, before you and before your people, we affirm them and we set them in the office of a deacon. Lord, would you mantle them? Would you cover them? Father, would you place your burden upon them? And I pray that grace would abound, that much, much grace would abound. I pray that they would find their pace. And we thank you for the authority that's being released to them even now to do your will, to do your bidding, to expand your kingdom, to run with your vision. Lord, we thank you for JL, Lord. Thank you for the discerning gift in her. Lord, we ask that you would use her to make us a more discerning people. I pray that you would keep her heart pure. Keep her, Lord. Keep her mind, keep her heart for you and you alone. And Lord, I pray that Tim would continue to stir this body for the works of of the ministry, Lord, that he would run and he would not grow weary, he would walk and not faint. Lord, I thank you, God, for the ministry of an evangelist you put on his life. I thank you, Lord, that he will walk in signs and miracles and wonders. God, you will empower him with the Holy Spirit 
and that he will flourish. I thank you that he will flourish, God, in the ministry you've given him. And we bless him and we affirm him. Yeah, and the, the level that I see for you guys stepping into is not that you're not already doing it, but it's going to be a, a big step. And Brandon mentioned discernment. Um, that's going to become heightened. And boldness will become heightened. Being resolute and having standing with conviction is going to be heightened. Uh, there will not be an arrogance. There will be humility, but there will be boldness and conviction. Not being swayed by any man or woman. Not any idea or concept. But only hearing the voice of the Lord. And saying, yes, Lord, we will do it. Be it so, we pray. And I feel like the Lord says over you both, you're like David who ran to the battle. And the Lord has called you to warfare. So don't be surprised at the fiery trials because the Lord has called you to warfare to take ground for his kingdom. And he's going to teach your hands to do battle and your fingers to fight. And he's going to give you grace in the midst of the battle. I see a picture of you with swords, but you're laughing. Because the Lord's grace is sufficient in the midst of the battle. But don't think that there's not going to be battle and that that's not your calling because it is. And there's an expansion and a taking of God's kingdom and of taking away from the enemy his kingdom that the Lord has called you and anointed you for, and he will also grace you to walk through the battles with strength, with resolution, and yes, with joy. Lord, we thank you for Mac, Kaylin. Lord, we, before your great throne, we set them in as deacons in your church. God, we commission them to serve and to do your will in the midst of your people. And Father, we release them to be a blessing to this people. God, I pray that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit and fire. That you would breathe a fresh wind over their family. That you would bring about the change that needs to happen. And Lord, I thank you for Mac. I thank you for the leadership that's on his life. Thank you for the insight that he carries, for the wisdom he carries. And I just call forth the gift of leadership in him, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, that he would lead well, that he would lead with diligence, and that he would lead with your very heart. God, would you raise up more men like Mac who have a heart to serve and because they serve, they're good and safe leaders. Lord, I thank you for Kaylin. God, I pray that there would be favor upon her. God, favor upon her in the workplace, favor in the marketplace, 
to see favor coming over you, Kaylin. God, would you open up the doors that need to be opened up in her life? And would you shut the doors that need to be shut? We bless this couple. Mac, I feel like the Lord says over you that you're a deep well and that there's much inside of you, that you ponder things deeply and that you consider them deeply. And the Lord has put that in you. And from that comes wisdom and perception and insight and understanding, as Brandon mentioned. You're, you're the kind of person who's hesitant to speak, but when you know that you should speak, it's weighty. And everybody recognizes that's the Lord. And so take that place with confidence. You don't need to be intimidated by anyone's expe expectations. The Lord's expectation is all you need to be concerned with. And he will, I believe he's going to give you words of wisdom in specific instances that will be key and will be strategic. And, and don't be afraid to, to speak out the things that are deep inside of you. And Kaylin, I feel for you like you're, you have the, the spirit of a sweet mama and that the Lord is going to use you to help to comfort and to strengthen even other ladies but other people in general with the sweetness that you carry and, and just that soothing spirit like a balm that the Lord gives you in the way that you are and the way that you speak in the way that you offer hope and perspective. You're, you're the sweet mama. And so the Lord says, let that, let that sweetness come forth. It, it will be a balm to people when they're walking through difficult places. Yeah, and um, in praying for you guys, I just felt in my heart that your involvement in your past in church, while you didn't always understand, it was preparatory for this day. While there were times of misunderstanding and times of tears, it was times of learning and being grounded. And I feel that your next level is going to be enhanced by hearing the voice of God more clearly. Not that it wasn't clear before, but this is going to be different. And that there will be a boldness that will come because you've heard God's voice in your spirit. And you will be an encouragement to many around you. And the Lord will use you in that way. So be ready. Be obedient. Know that your time before was preparatory for this day. Be it so in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we just pray over our deacon team. Father, I pray for more of the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be released to them. God, I pray that your power would work through them. Lord, that you would raise them up as sons and daughters to build and strengthen your church. Lord Jesus, when you said that you would build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, Lord, you had in mind there would be deacons who would stand on the front line and declare your word and declare your truth and to do what's right and to lay their lives, lives down. God, I thank you. God, they've laid their lives down again and again and they will continue to do so. 
because you have placed them here. This wasn't a good idea from the eldership team. This is from your word. This is truth. So God, would you strengthen this church? Would you bring real authority and power to the office of a deacon in this body, that we would be in divine alignment with your word, and that you would come in power, that you would come in wisdom, and that they would continue to help lead this body into the glories of Jesus. God, I thank you that fullness will come, a greater measure of all the things you want to do will come. So we honor them, we love them, and we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you say amen, church, if you believe that? We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.